everybody. Welcome to Media Review Pod, a variety podcast of discussions, opinions, and interviews focusing on the entertainment side of media. My name is Richard Santiago, and as always, you can tweet us using the Twitter handle at Media Review Pod and the hashtag Media Review Pod. You can also send us an email at MediaReviewPod at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions. Or you can just leave a voicemail by calling 407-603-5847. Today, I am in need of saving. And I'm asking for a hero. And not, not, not a juiced up hero, but a hero nonetheless. And who better to answer the call than our very own comics expert, J.C. Chang. Welcome back. What's up, Rich? Are you my you, hero? Um, you all right there? Uh, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> this is, this is going to be a fun, uh, short little uh, podcast uh, and I'll get right to it. We're going to be talking about the Marvel show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And yes. there will be spoilers right up until episode four. So if you're a bit behind, um, stop, go watch, come back, and then listen. All right? Okay, on with the show. So, JC, this is... This 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 show just took me by surprise and not in a not in a good way I want to say because coming off the high of WandaVision regardless of of your feelings with the finale which many people kind of have grievances with um we can we can kind of say that the show overall was pretty great but Okay, so I was really excited for this show, for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I did not see any previews. Um, only w w you know what comes up in, on TV every now and then. But I would you know I, I would look away. And I started watching this show. And well, I I texted you right after episode three. Just. Very, very uh, disappointed. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I was surprised to be honest. I thought, I thought you would have, you would have loved it. But hey, you know, I mean, um, everyone's got their different opinions. Yeah, well, and... you, you are, you, you were, you were very optimistic, and you were saying, "Hey, hang in there. It's gonna, it's, it's, it's gonna be all right." And I have to say, you were right. Episode four was pretty great. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say I did a 180 on the show, but I'm a little bit more on your optimistic bandwagon. Let's put it that way. But I, I, I just want you to see, I, I just want to see if you can tell me what is this show about? I still don't know what this show is about. WandaVision was a show about something and it was there from the beginning to show about grief to show about death it's a show about accepting your mistakes yeah but this show has it's it's like you're in a in, in a in in a watching a juggler just you know has a bunch of balls up in the air and Nothing is sticking with me yet. 
they they have so many okay. so many ideas up in the air that they still haven't um stuck the landing with and we are more than halfway through the show so i have no idea where this is going i i, I don't even know why this is a show why 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 is this a sh- why is, why can't this be just a movie why does it have to be a tv show well i i i feel like you know what they're trying to do here is um, kind of like WandaVision, right? Show, show these characters that we've built relationships with uh, dealing with the uh, life in a post-snap world. Um, Post-three-snap world, I should say. Um, and, you know, I, I, I appreciate this show because it is addressing some of the different issues that had been kind of brushed aside um, in in the uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, hmm. uh, you know, where they're talking about the consequences of, of, of a world after you have five years where half the human population disappeared and one day they all just came back. So I think that is the core theme of this show. Um, and, uh, you know, and so, so with that as the backdrop, you also have Sam and his struggles um, you know, being a, a, a black man in America, taking on the mantle of of being of being the next Captain America, um, and he makes it very clear in the show that he doesn't feel like it, it's it, it it fits him right. Given everything that happens in America, um, how black people are treated in America, um, and the different you know race issues and everything, it's, he doesn't feel like it's right. And and that this show really dives into that, you know, and I think I'd really appreciate the fact that this is a vehicle that's being used to address uh, social issues um, that are part of our society today. I know there's a criticism that, you know, oh, yeah, you know, this wouldn't be realistic in a world after uh, something like the snap happens. But, hey, we just went through covid. And racism still exists, yeah. you know, and we didn't band together as a society, uh, as you would expect in, in a, in a, you know, in, in a global catastrophe um, that all these other disaster movies have previously shown, uh, you know, that would happen. Um, but the fact is, we're still dealing with all these social issues. And and with COVID as a backdrop, we had the, you know, the BLM movement, right? We had all these different protests that happened last year amidst a pandemic. So I think it's very realistic after five years of, of or after this global event um, that you would still have racial issues, especially in America. Mm-hmm. Well, l- let me tell you this. You just described a very interesting show. But that's not the one I'm watching. Um, the one I watched does have some social issues in it, right? And if if they were to really delve into it, I would probably be a little bit more into the show. But it's got it's got that social the social issues with with um, with the Falcon, okay? Because he's a black man, a black hero who not everybody recognizes, right? You also have the uh, the other Avenger, Bucky, who is going through PTSD. He is recovering from being brainwashed. He's going to uh, psychiatric sessions, okay? 
And then you also have the displaced, right? The people who are a part of this... Um, uh, the Flag Smashers? Yeah. They are terrorists in every sense of the word. And they still have their core values, right? They're fighting for the oppressed. They're fighting for the displaced. And that's that's another that's another interesting issue, but then it's it's everything is mishmashed together in a way that it not and not not only does not one of those ideas mesh as a whole, but they don't mesh together, and then I'm left with okay, so so we were dealing with the black man trying to help his sister try to get money right and they're giving me the social issue okay which is great because this is a superhero who's supposed to be super famous and still he's not able to do this and then you give me a subplot of the super soldier serum and then you throw in a power broker and then you throw in this island uh what's the uh, I don't even remember. Magipore? Yeah, that. Um, and then you throw in Zemo. And it's it's just so many things going on at the same time. And I just I just want the show to just focus on something and give me something. Because if this were a network show where we have 23, 24 episodes to delve into all of this, then fine. I'm I'm okay with that. I don't have any problems with that. But this is a show that's only six episodes long. I mean, we, we only have two more episodes to go. How in the hell are they going to wrap all this up in a satisfying way? I'm 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 not complaining about the themes that the show is touching on because I think they're very important. I think that's that's one of the reasons to make one of these shows because these uh, social issues, not all of them can go in a movie, right? Because movies are supposed to just appeal to everybody, right? But then a show from Marvel, which is such a big, powerful company right now, making very interesting things, it makes sense for them to bring in all of these things like they did in, in WandaVision. Um, but like I said, it's just it's such a short season, with so many things going on at the same time that I just, I'm, I'm missing so much. I'm missing so much from Sam. I'm missing so much from Bucky. The way this last episode, episode four opened, I think is one of the best openings from a Marvel show. It's so good. And it's only just two people talking. But, but here's, and this is the magic about Marvel. We are so invested in these characters. We know their background. And to see a scene like that, you don't need much explaining because you know what's going on. But the acting is so good. The music is great. The The, the composition of it is fantastic. And it's just Yeah, they people. brought back the, the composer of The Winter Soldier and in Civil War, so you had motifs that are callbacks to those movies yeah. so I, i'm gonna unpack a, what you just said a little bit about a lot happening because and you were and i think you kind of hit it on the point before we were saying this could have been a movie 
And I think the best comparison for the show might be Civil War. Um, and in fact, like the, the show itself actually feels like a spiritual successor to the Winter Soldier and Civil War. It almost feels like the Russo brothers Does made it? it. Like in the feel of it. I mean, in the feel of it. I don't know. Dude, you're giving it's it too much credit. It's probably not as tight story-wise, but, but I, so here's the thing, right? So in Civil War, you had a lot of story threads going on too. I don't know if you realize that, right? You had, you had number one, you had Wanda and her dealing with her guilt um, for the event that she caused, which caused the death of some Wakandans. And that brought about the Sokovia Accords and then you have Black Panther who was seeking revenge because his father was killed in this event, right? So it was it was kind of all linked together. And the backdrop, obviously, was the MCU. And you had the Sokovia Accords not coming just out of that, you know, the, the accident, but of all the collateral damage that has come before. Mm-hmm. And then you have Zemo, who is also doing something. You have no idea what's going on. And you still don't have any idea what he's trying to do until that very last scene where, uh, you know, uh, you had and Tony and Steve and Bucky go find him and you realize, oh, shoot, he's not trying to control the super, so- or super soldiers. He's trying to get rid of them. Hmm. Um, and then finally, at that point, you realize what he's trying to do. He's trying to get rid of the Avengers because he doesn't believe that superheroes should exist. Mm-hmm. And he has this grudge because of his family. And that gets resolved really in the final act of the of the movie right before Mm -hmm. that i i feel like we're kind of in the place where okay we were about to see the airport battle scene in the movie right and you know you know the airport battle scene is coming because it's part of the trailers but you did not understand what was the context of making uh you know iron man and captain america fight in the in in those scenes that you see in the trailers Mm -hmm. if you didn't even see the trailers you're probably like what the hell is going on there okay we're about to see heroes fight and it doesn't resolve until later on. And it's the last act that makes that movie so great. So I kind of half agree with you in that, yeah, there are a lot of threads that are thready. And it's going to be very tough for them to hit the mark on all of them and resolve it in a satisfying way. But at the same time, I think there's enough time because Civil War did it in about 45 minutes, if I'm correct, to resolve all those story threads and finally, and also be able to give uh, T'Challa, you know, the acceptance um, that he wanted, right? To be able to kind of accept that, okay, my way of vengeance is not the way forward. Um, so you resolve that storyline. And also, obviously, uh, I think the Sokovia Accord is probably the only thing that takes a backseat to the story. Um, but, you know, you had all these things lined up and then, again, resolved towards the end. So, I think I'm waiting for the final two episodes and really I I think I don't think I can judge it until it's wrapped up because I think it's one of those things where exactly we're seeing a longer movie play out and the story structure is not so much as a TV show, but it's like scenes in a movie that's leading to the finale. And I think we're finally entering the final act now or at least getting close to getting into the final act. Mm -hmm. I'm not too sure what's going to happen in the next episode, but We've got that climactic moment at the end of episode four that immediately has changed this character that we've been following since near the beginning of the show, right? Who's kind of been the catalyst for um, a lot of a lot of the drama between these characters, right? Um, it's arguable 
based on episode four, had uh, Walker, had, had the new Captain America not come in when Sam was talking to uh, Carly, that the entire show might have been resolved there, mm-hmm. right? Because he might have been, he was getting through to her in his connection with it. By the way, that was the scene where I was like, Sam is going to be the next captain, is definitely the next captain in America. Because in that scene, you know, he represented the ideals of Steve and everything. I was like, oh my God, he, I am perfectly okay with Sam being Captain America now. I actually wasn't too sure before, but that was it. Anyway, um, going back to what I was saying, you know, it's, it's uh, without, without, um, without the new Captain America coming in, I think the show would be over because then, okay, what's next? Sam will probably try to try to help her out, you know, try to protect her from the power broker and things like that. And it would be a different show, but you have that moment come in and, 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 you know, had all the misunderstandings, you had the fight that led to the final moment that just really let Walker snap. And now we're at a point where he cannot go back uh, before to, to where we're to, you know, he's at a point of no return. Mm. Um, so I think this is where it gets exciting, to be honest. And I I, I will admit to you, um, uh, or not admit to you, but I agree with you that, you know, I, I think after watching episode three, I was like, where the hell is this going? Because I felt like Madripoor, you know, we talked about this, which is, uh, it felt so John Wick-like. And it's like, John Wick already did this, right? You know, like a, like a country or like uh, a setting where, you know, outlaws run free and, you know, it's all about uh, power and not the typical authority structure Mm -hmm. um and so it it felt kind of boring to me to be honest and then also like the clubbing scenes just wasn't jiving with me but then like episode four really kind of came back and i think if we had this conversation last week i'd be like oh i don't know either (laughs) but i'm actually a little i think i think this last episode has convinced me i think uh i think this show is gonna gonna be pretty damn good i hope i'm not let down i don't know i don't know what's coming but based on where they went with this episode and the fact that they were willing to show a Captain America, not the Captain America, a Captain America cave in an innocent man's, or I should say an unarmed man because he's not quite innocent, um, it, and then show that shot with the bloody shield, I think like that is probably the, the closest we've been to the Netflix Marvel series mm. that we've ever been and. And I think it's it's exciting that you know we're able to get there in an MCU show, um, but more importantly, I think it serves the story very very well because now we're at a point where it's like right, I have no idea what's going to happen next. I really have no idea what's going to happen next now. And I think before I had an idea of where they, where they might be heading, um, but now I have no idea. <laughs> maybe Sam becomes Captain America. Maybe he doesn't. I actually don't know that either. But I think that's what's exciting about it. All right. So you said you had a love hate relationship with the show. You've expressed a little bit of the hate. Where's the love? I'm curious to know, Rich. What is the part you love about the show? All right. Well, well. Before before I go into that, I I just I just wanna I just wanna say something about Civil War. And here's here's my my rebuttal to you. Civil War had very specific stakes. Okay, the issues with Black Panther were more of an icing on the cake, okay? But the core issue there was the relationship between Captain America and Iron Man, plain and simple, okay? And why that relationship fell apart and what's going to happen next and how does that get resolved? 
we knew going into that movie, even without knowing what the movie was about, we knew that that was going to be the big thing, right? Sure. And it pays off. It pays off perfectly, right? And we're so invested in in them as pals, in their relationship, in that moment in the airport scene where they're still there's still just a tiny bit of hope that maybe they can fix this. Okay? Um, and then go to go to the third act and all hell broke, broke loose, right? And then here, what are the stakes here in this show? I'm I'm still not sure. Who's the bad guy? We we have we have this mysterious power broker who nobody knows who it is. People are assuming it's gonna be uh Agent Carter, right? Um but, oh god, I hope not. But who cares? That would be the worst thing about the show. Who, who cares? <laughs> who cares? And then and then this show takes Zemo and now he's just a different character. I I don't even recognize this character. Really? I think it's pretty consistent to his motivations for civil war. Ah, uh, I don't know. I mean, okay, so so I guess the you know, they introduced the the factor of he him being like I guess Marvel's Batman because he's rich and he wears a <laughs> right. mask and he does all these crazy things. Um but, he has his but own plane. Think, he has his that, own Alfred. <laughs> right? Yeah, he, I know. I ex- half expected Michael Caine to walk out um, of that plane. Uh, no, but but I think like he, you know. Wait, what about him, what about Jeremy Irons? Yeah, well, hey, Jeremy Irons would have been cool too. Yeah, that's true. Um, we'll talk about that later. I, yeah, I think uh, that's another episode. <laughs> um, no, what what I think is like he. You know, you're kind. They're doing what they want to do in order to bring him closer to his comic book roots, right? He is a baron uh, in the comics, so like they wanted to really emphasize that part. So I think it's all right, but um, you know, and and it's it's not exactly explicit that he didn't have money. He had a ton of resources to do everything he wanted to do in Civil War. Clearly, he was able to travel back and forth between here and there. Right. And then he was able to to do all these crazy things. Um, I think he was able to get that package, you know, whatever the EMP package was. Um, so he definitely had resources somehow. Um, and so I think it's just more explicit. This one is like, okay, he actually has a ton of money. You know, he's a rich guy. Um, so I think it's it's consistent. And I think his motivations are still consistent. Like okay. dancing is kind of, you know. <laughs> I guess maybe the only thing I'd be like, but hey, it was memeable, yeah. so that's a win for for Marvel. I yeah. think that's all right. We got a lot of great uh, memes and that one hour dance video out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm shaking my head here. Whatever, people people will 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 eat up this type of thing. It's just bait for them. I and I have no idea why they enjoy watching memes like that. I I don't get it. What's so fun well, about apparently watching? he Daniel Brew uh improv that he was saying that in an interview. Oh, I so. I believe him. I totally <laughs> believe him. Uh yeah. And maybe maybe I have issues with his acting. Maybe that could be it. 
Okay, that could be maybe his take on the character in this show is just not not jiving with me. I don't know. Did you like his acting in Civil War? Yeah. Or did, it, did you? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think it was fine. Yeah. But again, he wasn't in it that much. Uh, yeah, it's true. He was just menacing in all the scenes he was in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He was like a Bond villain, which I think this one because he's not as menacing in some of them. It, it, well, number one, I think it makes him a little bit more relatable and well, makes him well, better as well, a villain. Well, what I what I would what I would say is they are giving him dimensions, which is which is important for a TV show. You, you need you need to build character, and yeah. that's that's what they're doing here. But uh, maybe it was too much too soon. Maybe, but again, it's a six episode thing, so they have to do it quickly. I don't know, man. Well, that's 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 one of the things that. Uh, was just not not cool for me. Um, the The entire episode three has so many issues, starting with 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 Agent Carter. What is she doing there? She kicks ass though, which is cool. Uh, she does. I, I honestly think they brought her back just because they wanted to make it up to her and give her that kick ass fight scene with the the container lab. And I thought that was that was awesome, but yeah, I, I do kind of agree with you. Like, you know, episode three is definitely the weakest of the of the series so far, um, and I think it's also because we didn't see, you know, Sam and Bucky being Falcon and the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. as much. I think it was more so I, it, the tone felt a little bit different. Um, definitely felt more like a spy thriller type of deal, um, but. Not even that. I mean, it, I I compare it to the scene in Black Panther when they when they go to the to the casino, which is fantastic. The way oh yeah the way that shot first of all is amazing. The music is incredible. The choreography there is super, and not, not only that, you have the like again the way it was shot. You have looks looks from here from there from the cia to the wakandans to uh uh to claw and then everything starts it's it's amazing this one is just it's a big lull it's a big and and lull i mean like uh, you're lulling me to sleep not lol um Uh, it's yeah. It's so. It was so boring. It was so 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 boring. I. It was very by the numbers for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. And th- that's one of the things that I was that I was texting you about is that I f- I feel well up until episode three I felt that this show was what Marvel was trying to get away from. I felt episode one was had surprising moments. Like you know you had. I think like the fact that you're seeing what Bucky is up to now uh, and every, you know, he's going through counseling, he's doing the amend stuff. I think that was pretty surprising, obviously, you know, with the, um, with, with the old, old man, uh, old Japanese man, you know, that, that was, that was pretty, I think that, well, that was probably the, what made the show the hook for me was that like seeing these guys in these post, Endgame lives that they they're living now. Yeah, um, and obviously you know Sam. I think like showing his background and and the struggling with the loan. <clears throat> so, but you know now that you say it, yeah, I think the action scenes are definitely very by the numbers, um, which 
I don't know. I guess you still have some movies that are where the action scenes are pretty straightforward. I mean, you got Captain Marvel, right? Uh, you kind of the action scenes are predictable. Still cool to see, but um, I mean, like not every scene I don't think can be like the beginning of Civil War, where it's like, okay, yeah, they're chasing this, you know, this this uh this bioweapon, and oh my god, they kill a bunch of people by accident. Where the heck did that come from? You know, I don't think everything's gonna have that type of shock factor. Mm-hmm. Um, it just like that's the the action entertainment part of the genre that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that is just something you accept when you watch these shows. I don't know. But I think for me, like, I definitely appreciate, and, and like I said, what hooks me to these shows is is those character moments, right? Mm-hmm. Like we talked about before, because you have as re- these relationships with the characters. Um, Look, at yeah, we, I guess, I guess if if the show didn't have any action scenes and it was just showing like what the heck these guys were up to, I'd probably still watch. I think that would be a more interesting show <laughs> than what we're watching now. Well, I mean, in, in WandaVision, right? Like the criticism for the entire show, a lot of it rested in episode eight because like, oh, it went back to being more of a by the numbers Marvel mm-hmm. uh, product because you have the action scenes and whatnot. Whereas before it wasn't as action heavy. Um, or even when like you saw the action, it was like, it was still not, told in a linear fashion right mm-hmm. in episode seven you had the flashbacks um and i think i think also another thing that we talked about is the show you could definitely tell it was meant to be the first disney plus show because they definitely stuck closer to if you will the marvel formula in in storytelling versus wandavision which is a complete departure so i think i think having that order change up did do the show a little bit of disservice and maybe made it not add, give as much of a punch as it could have mm. had it just been the first Disney plus, you know, series because people would just be hung up like, Oh my God, this is just like a movie, you know, like not, which is what we got hung up on, you know, with, with WandaVision too. And we appreciate it for, it, but it went so much more beyond that. Right. But if this show just did that job of being as good as the movies, and and as entertaining and be and having those you know threads come back, uh, you know with with uh, with uh, with Wakanda and the Dora Milaje and everything, I think people would really appreciate it on another level. But we've already seen that in in uh, in Wandavision, right? We saw Jimmy Woo, we saw we saw Darcy come back. It's like, okay, this is like very related to the movies, mm-hmm. so that's not as fresh anymore. That's no longer like like a a, a highlight, right? It's just something you expect. So, it, it I guess it's it would be interesting to talk to somebody who watched the movies, did not watch WandaVision, and is starting with Falcon and the Winter Soldier and is going to do WandaVision later, if they would come back and say, oh yeah, this show did its job, but WandaVision is just that much better. Mm-hmm. Well, I know people who hate WandaVision. Hate it. Absolutely <laughs> hate, it hate it. Absolutely because hate Because didn't it. show up? No, no, no. It's just they couldn't get through to episode three. They just couldn't oh, deal with gotcha, it. Oh, gotcha, um, gotcha. So there's there's that type of thinking, but which is sure. fine, which is fine, and I get it, I get it. I, it. WandaVision is not for everybody. It's just a type of television that I like. So here's here you asked me about about uh, my love hate relationship, right? Yeah. All right. So so I gave you some of the things that I'm not too fond of, right? But here are some of the things that I'm really into. Let's start with Bucky. I think his his entire story started great. 
I was I was very into the whole making amends thing and his list. And the guy he wants to tell that he killed his son, but he can't bring himself to do it because he's his friend now. His uh, psychiatric sessions with the doctor. The doctor can relate to him because she's a veteran as well. That's fantastic. That's that's the type of character building that I look forward to. Because you're not just telling me what I already know about this character. You're building upon it in a very organic way. I also think that um, Sam's story is very interesting. But they just leave everything hanging. Because they have to go on this mission and then all of these interesting things that they presented to us as an audience are just left dangling, right? And that's that's why I appreciated the way that episode four started. Because we get to see how Bucky was able to break free. That moment where he realized, I'm yeah. free. Yeah. And, and we bring... And also, all... It also helps that Sebastian Stan put on an Emmy oh, dude. the performance He's, in yeah, that one scene. Sebastian Gosh. Stan is is doing great. I never, you know, here's, here's a funny thing. I actually never thought he was that great of an actor. I always thought that his acting in the Captain America movies was the weakest part. Really? Yeah. It wasn't until the, the scene where he's doing therapy. And I was like, oh my goodness. He is, he's got a lot of range. I mean, I've seen him in other stuff. And I know he's really good in other stuff. But I just felt like maybe it was because he was playing that Winter Soldier persona, mm. which is like you know, like no personality whatsoever. And he did right. it so well. I was just like, oh, this is pretty bland. Um, and I guess in, in First Avenger, he was still getting used to the the character and like the characterization was a little bit different. Um, I, I didn't like like his character there as much. So I also want to emphasize the imagery, especially in Episode Four. I think the imagery in that show is what sold it to me. Because watching the new Captain America holding a gun to kill was was something that I don't think we've ever seen like that. I mean, I, he had he had and and this is this is also Wyatt Russell's performance. His his wanting to kill is very evident in the way he carries himself, and that's something that we've never seen from Captain America. That anger seeping through. Uh, yeah. In in and and not just anger. It's it's this lust. It's this lust for revenge. Lust for for getting his guy, lust for killing. We haven't seen somebody wear that suit doing that. Yeah. And then having the imagery of Captain America actually bashing somebody else's head, and then having the shield. I mean, it was his chest. He caved or, in yeah. the guy's chest. So his head. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So he caved in his his chest. Yeah. And then having the shield dripping with blood and then you think back on uh, uh to uh to civil war where captain america was actually 
doing this, the same thing to, to Tony, right? But he chose not to kill him. He just uh, destroyed the uh, power thing. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think he w- killing Tony was never in the cards for, for exactly. Cap. I think yeah. it was his whole goal was to, you know, disable his suit so that he can't keep going after Bucky. Um, exactly. But Tony thought he was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Like he thought he was really going to go for the head, so that he blocked it. But um, but yeah, it's like you said in episode four, we finally saw what if Captain America was someone who went for the yeah. head. Yeah, it's that just the position between yeah. The the Captain America that we know, and the decision that we know he made, and then this new Captain America, who is juiced up to the max, and he's making the wrong decisions. Um, well, so- it kind of goes back to what what you know Erskine said, right? He he chose Steve because Steve is not a perfect soldier, but a good man. Right. Um, this entire show, you know. Uh, Walker has been portrayed as the perfect soldier, and in his his um, his you know in his talking uh, his conversation with um, with Battlestar, R.I.P. <laughs> um, uh, you know the the whole thing is like oh you're a great soldier you know you've done these great things as a soldier. Um, it was never about him being a good man. It, he wants to be a good man, and he you know you see that desire for him to want to do the shield honor in the beginning of episode two. Um, but he's not that man yet. You know, he wants to be, but then the serum, as we know, will amplify whatever you are in that state. Um, so then we, now we see like, what if, what if they give this, gave the serum to someone else and not Steve. Right. So it's disturbing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's absolutely disturbing. Yeah. It's so all the credit to the filmmakers that, you know, they made you feel this way. And and I watched it and I was like, oh, my goodness, I have to wait an entire week to see the next, you know, moment of that. And so it's crazy. We're going to see Captain America get canceled. It's going to be, gonna be <laughs> awesome. Well, it, and, and I credit the show for this last episode, episode four, in making me want to watch the next episode. So mm-hmm. I, I and, and I also think that bringing in the Wakandans was a perfect touch because did you really? Yeah. Whoa, well, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, because I think I think the show needed to be injected with something, something other mm. than this monotonous chase of we don't know what. At least with the Dora Milaje, we know what they want. We know exactly what they want, and we know that they can get it. Okay. We also know they have jurisdiction wherever they want jurisdiction. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And here's the here's the thing. We know that if they if 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 they start fighting somebody, they're gonna kick their ass. Okay? We know this. So bringing in the Wakandans just ups up the ante for the show. And now there's a big mess because not only is the new captain juiced, not only did he kill somebody, but we also have the Wakandans there who are after Zemo because he got away uh, because Captain America interfered and now the Falcon and the Winter Soldier are in the middle of all of this. Now I feel better about the show, okay? I still don't know who I'm rooting for. 
Okay. I still don't know who the villain is because I'm starting to root for the flag smashers. I but, think I think they have a point. I'm still a little bit confused about what they actually want. And I think I think my issue is I don't understand what this organiz what what's the name of the organization? Um the Flag Smashers? No, no, no. Global GRC. GRC. Yeah. Okay. So I think I think I think the issue here is that we don't know who these people are. Okay? We we saw this fantastic ad on episode three, uh, which which gave us a, a, a lot of information that we didn't know until then. But that's about it. It's an invisible villain? Are they are they the are they the bad guys? What what I, I don't know. I think the the idea here is the GRC is just like any other global government organization. Um and going back to you know what Steve was saying, governments have agendas, right? People have agendas. Mm. And it's still I think it's still trying to invoke that mistrust of government, right? I mean the flag smashers say that they're ignoring the needs of of the people who were who are there, you know, who were not snapped away. They only care about the people who were snapped away. Um and and the lives of the people who are not snapped are coming at the dispense. Um I'm oh, sorry, the war snap are coming at the dispense of, of the people who are not snapped. Um, and that's that's pretty par for the course, I think. Uh, not to get too much into, you know, NGO criticism, but then there's always those blind spots, right? Um, no matter what, in the past, we've seen when governments try to impose their will on a people um, or that's already been, you know, that are, that have been there forever, are indigenous, uh, things are not going to go right. Um, you know, case in point, the Middle East, Israel, right? Carving out Israel was probably not the best idea, but, uh, you know, I think like that's kind of like hearkening to that, which is what happens when you've got these, you know, global organizations that are trying to do good, quote unquote, but then um, they're, their intentions fall way short of what the actual policy implementation. Um, and so I don't know if the GRC needs to be explicitly shown. Um, I think. Yeah. Well, I, if in my case, I need to know what they're fighting up against. Right. Because up until now, I know that they're terrorists. Right. And they are against the GRC. And then you have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier who are after them because they have the serum. But mm -hmm. I, um, I don't know. It's it's just not clear to me what what this GRC is doing. That's so nefarious. I know it's probably not great, but it's not explicit in the show. And 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 the the issue here is that we have six episodes where we're supposed to be either rooting for these, for the Flag Smashers or not. And... I, I think the idea is that, at least for me, the my my perception of the Flag Smashers obviously changed, right? In the, in the very beginning, their position as this terrorist organization um, that is that is trying to, to do harmful things um, and... 
and and you know you the the u.s government was kind of set up as the good guy in the beginning right i mean like you had the government honoring steve you know you had the mission museum scene and then you start seeing okay what the heck is going on also and and Steve, or sorry, and Sam was working with the U.S. government too, and also you had you show uh, Bucky working with you know a um, a appointed psychiatrist by the government. So the government was set up, I think, in a more positive light at the beginning of the show, but that quickly devolved the moment they introduced Walker in that one scene. It's like, oh crap, they totally tricked Sam into giving up the shield. And that's exactly what the U.S. government would do, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think so. I think a lot of that leans on that government mistrust that a lot of people, frankly, have right now, right? And mistrust of, of the U.N., mistrust of these global organizations. Um, so they are leaning into that. So I, I don't know if they'll ever explicitly show if the GRC is like this bad, evil organization or it's just, you know, government trying to impose their will on people who have you know, been the, the, the people who, who originate from there, the indigenous people, like, like, like I mentioned earlier. All right. Hmm. At least that's my interpretation. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I get it. I get it. All right. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go because we, we, we still we'll see have... what five and six play out. Yeah. I think, I yeah. Think, we still um, have two more episodes to go. Yeah. Hopefully they are as juiced up as the new captain. By the way, Biggest criticism, Majapur, you're going to tell me that an island that is supposed to be near Indonesia or in Southeast Asia does not have a single Asian person on there? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Do better, Marvel, in that area. I mean, they're doing a great job discussing these issues and whatnot, but please don't show a Southeast Asian <laughs> island without any Asian people. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, that kind of confused me as well. Um. <laughs> All right. So, so what can we expect now? I mean, I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping that these next two episodes will will be a little bit more, um, character centered on 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 Mister uh, New Captain America. I'm hoping that we get a little bit more of him. Um. Because this guy is also going through PTSD, and he mentioned he yeah, mentioned something sure. when he was talking to his buddy, uh, when he was kind of thinking about doing the serum. So, so a little bit more of him would be great. Um, I'm done with Zemo, so if they get him out of there, it'll be fine. Just, just give me somebody to root for, and hopefully. Land. I'm rooting for Zemo, honestly. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, if Zemo's the one who takes out Walker, that would be, I think mean, that would be like poetic. Huh. We'll see. Okay. Right. So I guess I'll ask you the question, right? So, that I mean, do you think Sam's going to take on the mantle? You think he's going to become Captain America? I think the show has given us enough evidence for both Bucky and Sam. To have the shield, which I sure custody type of deal. You get the shield or, on the weekends. Ma- I get the shield. Maybe, on the maybe. But 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 I th- I think it's it's very interesting. I think it's it's good on the part of the writers to make us feel this way. Because well, the name of the show is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? And we were left with that question of who's going to take on the mantle. 
we were assuming that it was going to be the Falcon, but we've seen evidence from both of them that they both could do it, right? And Bucky has also shown interest in saying, look, Cap chose you, but if you're not going to take it, I'll take it, right? So... I don't know if he's saying he'll take it. He said, I think it's it's to take it to take it away. I don't necessarily think he's going to, he would want to keep it and become tom- Captain America. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be like, for him, I think he would just put it in his attic or something. He would rather nobody be Captain America. But I don't know. All right. So, so here's what I think. I think it's kind of like you said about the title, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? I think that this show is doing a pretty good job of setting up Bucky and Sam as the spiritual successors to to Steve, to Captain America. Mm. I think it would be very interesting and bold if it turns out in the end that neither of them decide to carry on, be, or this this name, Captain America, no longer carries on, but then you have these two characters who kind of embody who he is. And they remain the Falcon, and they remain the Winter Soldier. Um, but maybe they get a little more red, white, and blue in their uniforms. Because Especially for Falcon, right? Because this is a character, and this is a superhero persona that Sam crafted on his own. It wasn't something that was given to him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something, you know, that um, that was inherited or anything. It was just something he, he made on his own. And people definitely recognize him uh, because, you know, he's become a famous Avenger. Um, for him to continue on as as the Falcon, but then for him to kind of step into that Captain role and for society to accept him as 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 a new Captain America, but not be Captain America, I think there's power in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I would like to see. But I think in order to sell toys, they'll probably make him the new Captain America. <laughs> All right, but I, I think I, I think you could go that way too, right? Because obviously, having a black man be Captain America is still a very powerful statement in our society today. Absolutely. I mean, we yeah. saw the reaction to that after Endgame, how, how excited people, you know, were to see that uh, on one side and the other side, people were like, Oh, Marvel's too woke or whatever. But you yeah. know, those people just don't know Marvel's history. Um, but you know, there was that excitement there, right? I mean, it's just, it's the same thing as like Barack Obama being the president of the United States. Um, I think that is, you know, even though this country has not treated black people, you know, the way that it should have. And there's a lot of history that's untold there. I think like there, there could be an argument that you would say that, okay, Sam wants to change things from the inside. And by taking on the mantle, he can use his influence to kind of change how black lives are treated in America. So I think, I think it can go either way and it would still be a satisfying, uh, you know, ending um, and satisfying next next beginning of the next chapter of the journey, but um, we'll see. All right. Unless you want to put money on it, no, I'm nah, kidding. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Disney World ticket. Well, well, here, here, here I, th- I think the the show was able to surprise me on episode four in a very interesting way. So, like I said, I have, I think I have a little bit of your optimism right now. I'm looking forward right, I'm to episode. To I'm looking forward to episode five uh episode four by no means at all fixed my issues with the show but it still gave me a little bit more um energy to push forward and finish off yeah. the series 
which is which I is, definitely agree with you. Which is good. Yeah. If episode four was also as mediocre as episode three was, I'd probably be like, oh my goodness, this is not. I'm not, I wouldn't be as optimistic as I am now, but episode four, it's hard for me to choose between episode four and episode two. I know you were saying one through three wasn't that great for you, but episode two with Isaiah Bradley, I mean, like, I thought that was such a bold move. Oh, I forgot uh, to tell you. That's that's another one of the things that I loved about the show. I yeah. was, after that, after that storyline, I was hoping that he would fold into the show some more. And that's another thing that they just left hanging. Uh, and I yeah, I'm hoping it comes back in episode five and six. I really do. I do, but isn't that too late? I mean, I it'd don't be know. great. It'd be great, but it's 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 such an interesting concept that they dangle in front of us and then just forget about it. That's it. That's it. Granted, that that's probably where they got the serum right from him, mm-hmm. from his blood. Uh, but that's about it. I think his story. Would have been great. And that's the thing that I'm saying about this show just juggling too much stuff. Just focus on something specific and make it awesome. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. The interesting thing is, I, I don't, I mean, like, because they cast a, uh, Carl Lum, Lumbly, Lumbly, um, who's actually younger than he's portrayed in, in the show. So I wonder if they're going to actually do they better. show flashbacks of him being younger yeah. that would be awesome yeah um but it's, it's like you said it would be interesting they would have to kind of bring the show back towards the serum and you know the the that part of it in order for that to make sense i guess but mm-hmm. we'll see how they how it goes i mean hey honestly when we were hitting episode five of wandavision i was like where the heck is this show going and then we got you know, um, sorry, episode six. And then we got seven, which kind of like resolved everything. And then you got eight, you know, that was like the, the big battle, right? So I, I think there's enough time. But if it doesn't, if they don't hit, hit back to it in episode five, then I'm not too sure if they will ever. Or they're going to make a, make a Isaiah Bradley series or something like that. Actually, uh, his, 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 is that his grandson? Yeah. The 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 kid who answered the door, he's actually gonna in the comics, he's a he's a young Avenger. Oh. Yes. Okay. So I think that so Wait, they've so, been laying a lot of threads for that. So so um, so is that happening? Do you know? It sounds like it, man. I mean, like they got Wiccan and um and his brother, right? They're young Avengers in the comics. And then you've got uh Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series that's coming. She's right. a young Avenger. Okay. And then you have um Kamala Khan, she's a young Avenger too, Wait, so that? I think that's probably where they're headed. Who's that? Uh, Miss Marvel. It's going to be another Disney Plus series. Yeah, huh. basically, a teenager gets superpowers, and she's a big Captain Marvel fan, so she calls herself Miss Marvel. Um, so she's a Pakistani American. Uh, that show's going to be awesome. Can't wait for that. Okay. Huh. Young Avengers. Yep. All right. Okay, I th- I think I think I think I'm good. I think you think you're good. I think yeah. I think this is we... this is like our you know therapy session. Yeah, yeah. I think in the beginning of the show. Yeah, I I came in I came in guns a blazing, uh, negative on the show, and you kind of turned me around just just a tad bit, just a tad bit. Okay, I'm 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 looking forward to episode five. Can't wait to to see then uh, how how the whole uh, Dora Milaje thing wraps up. 
hopefully they don't just leave it there. Not my captain's going to trend. The- I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, the, everyone's hating on him, but I think I think his portrayal is awesome. I actually have never seen the Black Mirror episode that everyone go raves on about. I got to go check that out now yeah. because I am just so sold on his acting abilities. Have Have you ever seen Black Mirror at all? I've seen a couple of episodes. I haven't seen the one that he's in. Okay. Uh, I heard that was a really, really yeah, it's good. Like, good one. So it's yeah. good. It's good. Um, it, w- it was directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Yeah. So highly recommend actually, that, did, that episode. Did you know he auditioned for Captain America? Like like Steve Rogers? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He Yep. So he got he the audition. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't get the part. Well, he got but, the part uh, now. But he eventually did. Yeah. Yeah. All right, JC. That's going to be it for us today. How can, well, what's the best way that people can get in contact with you these days? Well, I, you know, go to my Twitter, uh, Jerry JC Chang, or um, let's see, is my Instagram public? We'll just do, we'll just do Twitter. <laughs> okay. Twitter works. Yeah. All right. Well, you can find us on Twitter at Media Review Pod. That's Media R E V U E Pod with the hashtag Media Review Pod. You can send us emails with questions, comments, or suggestions to MediaReviewPod at gmail.com, or you can leave a voicemail by calling 407 603 5847. JC, I'll see you back here to wrap this up. Looking forward to it, man. Thanks for having me. And to all our listeners out there, be kind, be safe. Try to control your anger, your temper, and of course, don't forget to breathe. Till next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.